Hey, this is just a disclaimer from us here at The Art of Giving Up. This is a podcast made by people. People talking about their experiences, their struggles, and things that we are not qualified to give medical advice or advisement on. If you're suffering from depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts, or uncertain by anything, please do not get your advice from a podcast. Reach out, seek a professional, a friend, or a family member, and know that it is okay to ask for help. If you have suicidal thoughts and live in the United States, please remember you could always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline phone number at 1-800-273-8255. Thanks. Hello and welcome. This is the Art of Giving Up, your podcast. We're giving up bad days, bad ways, unfortunate habits, bad friends, and learning how to love yourself. I am your host, Stephen, and I'm joined by my co-host, Astrid. Hello. And if this is your first time listening to the Art of Giving Up, we talk about sucking. Sucking at life, sucking at friends, sucking at love, and also learning how to love ourselves because... There's a reason that we're terrible at everything. And this week, we're going to be talking about something pretty spicy, pretty interesting. What are we talking about this week? We're going to be talking about suicide this week. Not uh, committing suicide, because that, I mean, doesn't really sound too fun to me. No, this is not a how-to tutorial, this sorry. how-to. You know, we're quitters, okay? We're failures. <laughs> we, we, if we did a good job, we wouldn't be here right now. Um so we're just going to touch on some basic things, I think, right? Yeah, and just a little bit. Just just a little bit. Scratch the surface, no pun. You know. <laughs> Scratch the surface. <laughs> no, you might think, hold on, hold on. I had to say, anyone who's listening to this, they might think, oh, they're making light of suicide and cracking jokes about suicide. And how could you do that about such a serious subject? What do you think? I think that... As two people who have had a lot of experience with not only mental health issues, but feeling suicidal, attempting suicide, that this is a good way for people to vent and discuss things that are really traumatic in a way that makes it a little more comfortable to discuss it. I like to use humor to discuss really uncomfortable topics. Especially because... This one hits real close to home. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you something, Astrid. I don't know if you know this, but like three people in my life know that i've ever tried to commit suicide and none of them are my mother who sometimes listens to this hi mom so (laughs) that might not be uh the best way to find out that one time your son took a bunch of pills and almost died but you know suicide is definitely not painless it's scary and 
especially when we're younger, we're kind of sometimes things get hard, we're overwhelmed, and that's kind of what a lot of people jump to. But suicide is more than just like this impulsive urge, I think. I agree. You agree? Yeah, I agree. Good. All right, that's the end. We're game over. This has been the art of giving up. Now tell me, tell me, <laughs> tell me a little something about suicide I don't know, or tell me a little something about your own personal, I don't know, journey and understanding or personal experience with friends or even your own self. All right. Um, something that you and perhaps our listeners might not really know is that globally 800,000 people commit suicide every single year. That's a lot of people. 800,000? 800,000. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I think it's really uh, easy to really conflate, like, oh, there was, like, 7 billion people on the planet, right? 800,000 people is a drop in the water, but really... That's 800,000 people whose friends, family, loved ones are all going to be affected by this for the rest of their lives. So let's say that... There are 800,000 people, right? I'm actually going to pull out my calculator here because I'm not good at the math. All right, I see 800,000 people. And each one of those people, right, is 800,000. And each one of those people, what? they they're, At least know, two loved ones. At least two loved ones, right? You know, and then, of course, you know, that uh, they they're, that affects their loved ones. And so let's say each two children, two aunts, three uncles looks like for each person that's an impact of almost 3,000 people just from one person's death I just made that up but that's <laughs> you know you know but sometimes taking your own life seems like the only option do you think that there's sometimes no other alternative or maybe maybe for some people that is the right path I lost one of my best friends last November to suicide. Um, when people do commit suicide, I think that there could have been other options. However, if somebody does it, I'm not going to have any negative feelings about them as an individual because they were suffering so much that they didn't know how else to alleviate that pain and that suffering except to end their own life and that's sad and I can't feel anything but heartbreak and just sorrow for that person I sound so strange almost robotic I guess I feel I have a really hard time talking about suicide I have been very fortunate in only having lost one person that I knew very well to suicide and that was many years ago. It was a young woman named Rebecca who took her life over some boy. She was like six years younger than me. We weren't really friends, but I knew her. And I felt an affinity for her. So I've personally been blessed not to really have anyone that I was really close to have their life taken by themselves. And so I feel like it's kind of callous for me sometimes to have even these opinions. But as someone who's had suicidal thoughts for many years severe like overwhelming thoughts of suicide you know I feel like I can understand and sometimes I can understand like how it could seem like this that's the only option but then being a person who's really wanted to die 
coming on the other side of it, I kind of like am glad I'm not dead. You know, I can relate to that. Like I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I'm alive. You mm-hmm. know, sometimes, a quarter of the time. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, and I think that the impact of suicide can both be a very selfish thing, but also. I think the selfishness is not on a person who takes their life. Sometimes it's also the selfishness of their family and their friends. And this is the kind of thing that people don't talk about, which is what we, what we, what we do here. Like, A lot of people don't want to hear this. People don't want to hear that. Like, When you imagine, for example, think about this, right? Your grandmother, 98 years old, riddled with cancer, chronic pain, lying in a hospital bed, dying, brain dead, and... The doctor comes to you and asks you, like, oh, do you want to keep them alive, you know? And you want to, right? So you tell them, like, yes, let's let's continue to keep this life in them. This is that kind of selfishness. We kind of worry about other people and the pain of other people. But we also really think about our own pain and react like... If I lost you, I would be so upset and so sad. So I don't want you to die. And I really don't consider how you feel. And I think that leads to a lot of people with suicidal thoughts. Again, this is stream of consciousness. I'm, if I'm wrong, whatever. Of course I'm wrong. I'm always wrong. You're not wrong. Right? Like, well, I don't know. Say it first. You know? <laughs> like, um, a lot of people... I know I personally, a lot of people, I feel alone sometimes because I feel like people are so concerned wanting to help me and make me feel better and support me that like, but they're really thinking about themselves like in a way, like it's weird. It's like they're sitting there and just like, oh, I, I'm so sad because you're sad. And it's just like, well, you're not really understanding at all anything that I'm saying. You actually have no understanding of the pain that i feel and i'm really trying to express this to you but you're so upset that i'm upset that you're just like and then people i can imagine somebody being like, i want to kill myself like no you can't kill yourself how could you do that to us oh that is the worst one how could you do that to me how could you do that when really i think i don't know if the question should be like not why could you do this but why would i don't know I think the question might not be how could you do this to me but why are you feeling this way and what can I do to help you and of course if I ask you what can I do to help you the answer might be nothing so what then it really depends on how badly the person wants to die I don't think that we should be restricting people from ending their own life if that's something they really want to do I understand that some people have physical or mental or both conditions that deplete their quality of life to the point where they don't feel like they have any other options. Part of having body autonomy is being able to make these decisions for yourself. I think that the reason we don't allow people generally to take their own lives is based out of self-preservation and this taboo around taking your own life is like a cowardly act or it's a selfish act. So 
We don't really allow it even for people who are really suffering. Well, can, can I pose this question to you? What about, because I think that it's more along the lines of like, one of the reasons that it's a tab- taboo now is not, that I think people don't completely understand. I, th- I think that people now are really empathetic and have access to a lot of information, but it really comes down to people might feel like if they say that it's okay for you to kill yourself that it might encourage people especially people who are younger young teens who are very prone to emotional outbursts because they're growing and their hormones are going all wonky and one day they're going to kill themselves over a boy and if the world is telling them like hey it's okay for you to kill yourself oh it's okay for you to do this then maybe i'm i'm probably you know pushing it here but maybe the people think that that might encourage that behavior or say that you know like it's it is okay and then like somebody who might have just been going through a hard time the second might do something they can't take back because you can't take back killing yourself yeah no i think that in these cases if there wasn't the stigma around suicide that there is um we would be able to have discussions and say hey you shouldn't kill yourself because your high school boyfriend broke up with you we should have discussions around you know you're dying from something and you don't want to just keep suffering and going through these treatments and have this long drawn out painful death you should be allowed to end your own life if you just cannot function in society to the point where you really need to just end your life and you talk to a professional and they tell you that you're in the right state of mind yeah but not no this isn't for teenagers this is for people who have the emotional maturity to make these decisions i I kind of realizing now that maybe it's that like you know, if you're in the place where you think that you might not, like, want to live anymore, I think that it's kind of seen, again, I don't know, <laughs> but I think it's kind of seen as, like, because wanting to exist and to live on this planet is part of our self-preservation, if you're at a point where you want to kill yourself, you must not be capable of making that decision. You know, because if you're so distressed that you want to kill yourself, you might not be in the place. And I think, like a lot of things, it's really hard to let people do things to themselves that they would regret. But unlike cigarettes, if you take your life, there's no quitting later, you know. If you take your life, there's no taking it back. And just like with tobacco and trying to pass laws about how much junk we can eat and what sizes of sodas, it really boils down to people thinking they know what's better for us than we do. But suicide is definitely different in that you you can never re- you can never take that back, you know? And I really, we're not at opposite ends of this, I think. Because I do think that people should have the right to do whatever they want with their own body. But if you would ask me if you should kill yourself, I'd be like, no, you probably shouldn't. 
Good thing I'm not really thinking about it right now, huh? Right now. I think that suicide and wanting to kill yourself is not always the product of just being distressed in that moment. I've sat down and had some really logical, calm thoughts and discussions about taking my own life. At one point, I felt like my quality of life would never improve. And that's what I really wanted to do. However, it didn't work out the way I wanted it to. And I'm sick of failing, so I'm just going to give up. (laughs) So I also want to just kind of mention really quick that I think that if we had access to assisted suicide as opposed to people ending their own lives in really terrible ways that it would change a lot of the stigma around it because instead of hanging yourself or slitting your wrists which is grotesque and terrible for your family and loved ones to see if we were able to give people who really need it the opportunity to do it in a really dignified manner that it would change the social stigma around it because it wouldn't be seen as gruesome and barbaric it would just be seen as something a little more peaceful and if you're suffering so much that that's you don't want to live anymore why should your last moments also be really terrible and full of pain Hmm. so what about the role of impulsive suicide because there's a very big difference between sitting down with yourself and being like man you know things really suck do i want to remove myself from this situation permanently and I mean, I think we could talk about Anthony Bourdain because we don't know why he hung himself in a hotel room in France, right? But here's a person who traveled the world and who who had a history of in the past being uh, addicted to drugs even though he was clean and he was tested as clean of of everything except for antidepressants, which, you know, can fucking kill you yes and make you want to fucking kill yourself right which defeats the point but okay (laughs) but you know i think hold on i think the pills are supposed to stop you from making you sad not stop you from killing wanting to kill yourself that's completely different thing there yes except that depression is linked to suicide i mean and the pills can increase (laughs) the suicidal thoughts but All I right. you're not sad about it anymore. <laughs> you just come to accept things the way they are. The stages of grief. Yeah, right. Um, so you look at it, right? And this man killed himself. And I do believe it's probably very impulsive. You're just like hanging yourself from a doorknob, you know, in the middle of your hotel room. Sounds like a really impulsive thing to do. You know, it's not a going and buying a gun and shooting a bunch of people till you get shot or shooting yourself with a pistol it's not like you know slitting your wrists which i don't think that can be very impulsive because i feel like you have to really want to slit your wrist then again i've never done it so i don't know i don't know too much about anthony Bourdain. however i do know that the way he killed himself you gotta look up how to do that right and um i do know that he had discussed having suicidal thoughts in the past so i think that We could have seen this coming because he was very open about it. I would also like to use Robin Williams as an example. There are people who could be very funny and very 
energetic and charismatic and seem like they're okay and have it together, but these people probably made rational decisions to end their own life. Well, I, so I'm going to pull up some statisticals from Business Insider who just got it from the New England Journal of Medicine. So there we go, by way of us, them, and then them. Um, anywhere of one-third to 80% of all suicide attempts are impulsive acts, according to the New England Journal of Medicine. 24% of those were made near lethal suicide attempts decided to kill themselves less than five minutes before the attempt. And 70% made the decision within an hour. Right? And what that says to me is that there's a lot more I mean I mean the people fail so I don't know but I guess you try to kill yourself impulsively maybe you don't and you survive maybe you don't want it that way you want it bad enough I'm not trying to offend anyone I'm just saying like I don't I, you know you could jump off a roof like if you if you really wanted to die like right now please don't do it but you could you could jump off a roof and end your life really easily and not survive you know but apparently 70% of people who survived wanting to kill themselves it was all they were impulsive acts you know so what about those people what about the people who are overwhelmed by as the New England Journal of Medicine calls stressors such as a breakup or job loss that go with a passage of time apparently 90% of people who survived suicide attempts including the most lethal types like shooting themselves in the head don't end up killing themselves later and that statistic reflects the temporary nature and fleeting sway of many suicidal crises hmm. what do you say about that i say people who have a momentary impulse please call the national suicide prevention hotline if we did reduce the stigma around suicide, I think more people who felt impulsive would make a phone call and reach out. But because we look at suicide as something that's kind of shameful, people don't want to pick up the phone and call a friend or call a family member or reach out to a crisis response team and say, hey, I need help because they're really ashamed because of the social stigma. So these people, 70% of them or whatever, who attempt suicide and fail because it was a momentary impulse. If they had better access to resources and support for people who are thinking about killing themselves, they wouldn't have attempted it in the first place. I think you've, I think you've brought me around because I think I, I feel you. Like the people, like if, if the tools, like if the stigma was gone, and people were more educated, if people knew that 70% of people who survived killing themselves did it impulsively, when people had impulsive thoughts about killing themselves, they might, if they had the knowledge, think to themselves that maybe I'm just being impulsive and maybe I should reach out to someone to help me, to help talk to me, you know, because it's all about representation. This is the thing that we're going to keep coming back to, like, common theme here you know you gotta you gotta look out and you gotta see you have to see people who've gone 
through the things that you have and i've been doing this thing with my little record i've been going up to people at my job not strangers because i don't have the guts and asking them what their diagnoses are and like what's wrong with them if they committed suicide like everybody everybody i worked with is like crazy (laughs) oh that's ableist you can't say that i cannot say that um i can't say that (laughs) i can't say that no 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 but all jokes aside you don't realize how many people are affected and how many people feel the same way that you do and feel the same pain that you do and it's terrifying to realize that there's so many people out there like like there's so many people out there who really just need someone to talk to what about you? You have obviously not succeeded in killing yourself. Are you sure? <laughs> Barely. Um, why are you sitting here right now? Did you just fail? Did someone talk to you? I failed so many times that I decided I'm just not going to try to do this anymore. And... Over the course of the past few months, since the last time I tried to kill myself and failed, um, I've discovered a lot of really awesome things about life that I didn't previously know existed. So I'm at a point right now where I don't want to kill myself. I would like to add that I do think suicide is an option, but it should not be the first or second or even fifth option. It should be like the very last option some people again they felt very suicidal for a very long time like me and can get themselves to a place where they don't really feel like they have to kill themselves or try to kill themselves all the time so i want to say like i guess there is hope if you're out there and you feel like you just have to end your life Maybe you should just reach out to somebody first. Hope. Wow. Strong words, huh? Strong words, man. I don't even... Wow. Before this started, I was thinking about pulling a bullet to my brain, but now, no. I know that for some people, it's really hard to talk about these things, especially with a sense of brevity, like, oh, let's joke about things and make... Winslow Domain jokes about eating pizza and all these things and I understand that it can be hard and listening to this can be hard but if you really cannot just laugh at the absurdity of like trying to like end your life and sucking so much and wanting to kill yourself that you can't even do that, that right you can't even do it. I know, I mean, the reality of... It's the, funny, but it's not ha-ha funny. It's not ha-ha <laughs> funny at all. Um, a lot of us feel alone, and people... Some people, they're out there, you know, ready to talk to you, ready to support you, and sometimes you just... You have to ask. If you're feeling upset, talk to someone it's okay to ask for help. It really is. Not only ask for help, but like literally just talk about it with anyone. Since I've spoken to you and since we reconnected, I've at first didn't really believe the hype. 
you're like, you should, I want to talk about this stuff because it makes people understand. I talk about these things and I realized like, at first I was like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. But yo, I'm with you. Like, there's something to be said for normalizing these things. So when you enter into a group or social setting, you don't feel alone because you know that other people identify. Because no matter what, how punk you are, how goth you are, how hardcore, how gangster you is, no matter how hard you are, we all want somebody to identify with us. We all want somebody to care for us and love us and want to be there for us. And it's scary. And sometimes we put up these walls around us like, I don't want, I don't need this. But like, we need at least two people who want to care about us. That's like how we are as beings. Like, no matter how much we resent that, when we're alone and when we feel like no one's here for us, we're going to be like, no, I don't need that. But I do. I agree with you. I spent a long time thinking, no, I'm totally cool by myself. I'll just have a hundred pets. But um, that's not true. Having support and validation from other humans, it's a hell of a drug. It is, man. Validate me. Validate me. Hey, let me get a gram of that validation. <laughs> yeah, free basin validation <laughs> over here. All right. Well, man, that was kind of deep. That was, that was kind of dope. A little bit. A little dope. A little dope. We're really good. I feel like I'm getting really good at, like, being like, I'm awesome. Like, you have to do that because, like, just like with validation, sometimes you have to accept that you're really good at something. Not this. I'm not good at this. Self-validation. You know, you need to validate. Oh, no, I can't do that. Yeah. No, no, no. Don't use that. No, no. Don't use that. I'm going to look away from you. Don't use Don't use those words. What? Self-validation? No, no, no. I'm going to call it self-okayness. I'm okay with myself just a little bit right now. Right now, I just don't want to die right right now. All right. Well, I don't want to die right now either. So. Wow. Look at us making making emotional strides. So I guess there ain't nothing else to say. Nope. I mean, we, we're probably unless gonna... you want me to tell some suicide jokes real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're definitely probably gonna revisit the, this in the future. We didn't really tell any stories and stuff like that about it because there's gonna be time for that in the future. Definitely. I don't think that we need to talk about that right now. But, um, you know, you know what? I'm going to give this to you because I'm speechless. All right. So if you were listening tonight and you feel that you want to end your life, please message someone on Facebook, text one of your friends, text a family member reach out to somebody and if you have friends or loved ones or family members who suffer from depression bipolar disorder borderline personality disorder schizoaffective disorder anxiety please reach out to them and ask them if they're okay sometimes people are really hurting and they just don't know how to ask for help make sure you reach out to your loved ones and ask them if they're okay as well as letting them know when you are not okay man you're good at this <laughs> i try and don't forget always if you need someone just to reach out to to connect with to speak with you could always reach us at our facebook page the art of giving up on facebook or on twitter bit.ly giving up twitter <laughs> you're laughing capital letters g u t giving up twitter 
and Instagram bit.ly slash giving up Instagram again capital G capital U capital it doesn't I. matter it's the internet no it doesn't matter because it's a bit link and you can only have one so so if you put a lowercase g it's not gonna work so bit.ly forward slash giving up Instagram okay all those links and more are gonna be in the episode notes and like always peace peace Strange when desire will make foolish people.